0: Hello, it's Aletta, and I'm here again with Jenna, who's continuing our exploration of school connectedness, today with a special guest, Jenna, what's today's Hooray for Monday about?
1: A few weeks ago, I shared three examples from schools I visited where students were demonstrating their emerging expertise, and in that piece talked about how that relates to school connectedness. Today, we're taking a closer look at one of those examples, the Inspired Teaching Demonstration School, and in particular, this experience that happens three times a year called the Learning Showcase.
0: It's a great event that's been part of the school since the very beginning and an important way to keep families and students connected to the school.
1: Right. Well, in today's podcast, listeners will hear from Monisha Karnani, Director of Demonstration and Outreach at the school, as she explains the hallmarks of these experiences. Well, tell us about some examples. Well, Monisha offers several in the conversation, but I'll highlight three in particular. And one of them is how a shared language connects a community. Here, Monisha talks about how the four eyes intellect, inquiry, imagination, and integrity, which are central to the heart of the school, feature prominently in all student work. The second one is what it means to have the walls talk in your classroom and hallways. This is a central feature of what you'd see if you visited the Inspired Teaching School for one of these learning showcases or any day of the week. And Monisha has shared a link to the handout about these in our show notes. The third one is that process matters as much as product. This is really the essence of what the Learning Showcase is about. Students show how they learn to achieve a particular outcome, not just the final piece. And that serves to both highlight the importance of the learner's journey, as well as explain to
0: the whole community
1: why that's central to what happens at this school.
0: This sounds like a great conversation. And listeners can read the blog post summarizing these key points in the show notes. Let's jump in. I'm Aletta Margolis, and this is Hooray for Monday, your inspiration and toolkit for the week ahead. We find connection in the process. Hooray for Monday, March 27, 2023. Now we'll hear Jenna's conversation with Monisha. Monisha
2: Karnani. I am the Director of Demonstration and Outreach at the Inspired Teaching Demonstration School. I was part of the founding group that one day a handful of us that worked at Center for Inspired Teaching had this awesome dream that we were going to make the type of education we believe to be possible for all children actually possible in a public school so that other schools could learn from the work that we were doing.
1: Tell us a little bit about what the learning showcase is and why that's something that to my knowledge has been happening since the very first year the school opened.
2: Our school years are broken into trimesters. We have three a year. Our first learning showcase happens in November, the second one in March, and the third one at the end of the school year in June. At each learning showcase, families are invited in, the community is invited in to see what the students have been learning and all of the student work is on display. Students are the ambassadors of their learning. They are showcasing the work that they have completed over the course of that trimester. They're showing their journey, not just their final product. So you will see a lot of rough drafts on the walls. You will see a lot of in-progress stuff. You will see their first try, second try, and third try before it gets to their final try. Um, And the iterative feedback that they've received to get to that place And it culminates in this final event where students get to kind of show their family, whoever that might be, what they've learned and take a lot of pride in the fact that it is on display in a museum-like fashion. Why
1: is showing that learning journey a key part of what the school is about?
2: Showing that learning journey actually shares with families what that trimester has been about. Students don't come in ready to display their final product. They are creating that as they're here. They're figuring out how do I make it better? What can I learn from my first try? How do I get to a place where I can accomplish whatever goal it was that I've set out to? Whether it's making a Rube Goldberg machine or it's figuring out what my final product to sell at the school store is going to be, right? How do I start from an idea how do i draw my idea articulate my idea create my idea build my idea refine my idea and then display it and so it's really important i think for families to see that yes there is this really cool final product but there was this whole journey of learning that led to that product
1: and that's actually really interesting because it's also bringing parents in on the learning experience and it's kind of opening up that black box of what happens in school and so it's not just seeing the the final papers that come home but helping parents to understand actually i would imagine a little bit about what the teaching process teaching and learning process is like at the school one of the things we've been talking about in Hooray for Monday over the last several weeks is this idea of school connectedness and the importance of students feeling a sense of belonging and knowing that they are seen and heard and known by others in their school community. How does something like the Learning Showcase accomplish that?
2: Um, I think it does so in a, a couple different ways. One, the students get to show off their work, right? Like they are the ones that are grabbing a family member by the hand or a sibling by the hand and saying, look at this and look at that. And let me tell you how I got here. Um, I think it's also really important for our staff. Every learning showcase is followed by an in-school PD day. So those are days where you don't get to take your showcase down the night of. And we come through as a staff and we actually go to every single classroom in the building and look at like, what were the students that are a year younger than me doing? What were the students that are a year older than me doing? And what can we learn from this? What ideas can I get from what's happening in your showcase? versus what happened in my showcase. So I think that's a really big part of the professional learning that's happening in the school of giving feedback, of getting ideas, of brainstorming with colleagues, but also learning your students, right? Like. I don't have these students this year, but they're going to be in my class next year. Let me see the cool things that they were interested in and excited about when they were in first grade before I get them when they're in second grade. One key factor of Learning Showcase that we we're still working on and getting better at is making sure that students and families when they visit do not only visit the classrooms of their students. Students go back to the classroom that they were in last year to see like, how are the younger kids doing the project that I did last year? And they get to go to an older grade and see like, what am I going to get to do next year? Some of the classrooms have implemented scavenger hunts where they give their students like, hey, we're making big, bad wolf houses, but go look at what engineering in third grade looks like where they're making roller coasters. And it's a lot of the same process. The the complexity and the standards that are touched on are a little bit different, but it is the same process, right? It's like draw your idea, figure out how you're going to build it, make a plan, execute plan, revise plan, do it again. There's a lot of like parallels within the grades, even though the complexity is increasing as you go up in grade
1: that's must be so neat for parents to see too because i'm imagining i come in with a pre-k student and if i go and visit these other classrooms as i go through the school what you're really also helping parents to get a window into is the ways in which our thinking ability grows and matures as we go through the grades the school has been doing this for many years you have been doing this with the school for many years if someone is thinking about this and saying oh i'm 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 interested in this idea of essentially rethinking the way that maybe I thought about doing an open house and making it more an, an opportunity for people to come in and understand how students are learning and what teaching looks like at our school. What are a couple of recommendations that you would give as a school is maybe considering this for the first time?
2: I think the most important thing is a lot of pictures. I think it's documenting the process, right? Like it's it's capturing on camera the rough draft, it's capturing on camera, the middle draft, the third draft, the fourth draft, the final draft. It's a lot of photos. So it is a lot of admin and ops team kind of picking up our phones and walking around and asking the questions and being like, what should I take pictures of? We've also um, asked all teachers for every display in their classroom to create something that we've called walls that talk it is a one page description that is on bright orange paper so that it's not missed for every display that says what was the intentionality behind this why was it created what was the process what were the standards what are the grade levels so anybody coming into the building can find that orange piece of paper and understand what they're seeing and i keep thinking about
1: how powerful it would be as a student to go through that experience over multiple years and realize that I'm in a place that says my mistakes, my tries, my thought process leading up to whatever it is that I'm trying to create is so important that it's going to get documented and shared. And, and usually we just think as humans about the idea that it's sort of the end product. It's the resume that tells all of my final accomplishments. But this is like, no, the learning process is actually what is actually what we're showing what we're what we're
2: highlighting. That's something that we've been working with our staff on a lot this year is like, don't change the students work, just present it as you would see it in a museum. Hmm. Give it give it that beautiful space to live so that when families see it, it is breathtaking. Right. Like it is something that families get really excited like, wow, it's mounted on a plain black piece of paper. Not a big deal. Not a lot of work. You didn't change the students work, but it actually it changes the experience for the viewer.
1: It also changes the experience for the for the student. Right. I mean, seeing my work presented in that way on a pedestal in that way also communicates to me as a student again this idea that I am seen and heard that my work is valued is recognized um, in
2: this way. Yeah, and it definitely. It, it brings up this like this pride point, right? Mm-hmm. Like, students get to walk around with pride and be like, let me show you this really cool thing I created. That's now on this really pretty paper, this really cool bulletin board or it has a QR code. So you can actually watch a video of me creating it
3: mm-hmm.
2: like it's a really cool way for students to kind of bring their their people, their families in to see what they've been working on.
1: So we've talked about the in-person showcase of learning, but then something that you started during the pandemic and are continuing now is a way to document that virtually so that people can can see it even if they're not able to be there in person. Can you tell me a little bit about
2: that? It's a very basic Google slideshow where we are dropping a lot of pictures and trying to tell the story. We're including as much as possible, pictures of students doing the learning, videos of students doing the learning, documentation of what the project was. This goes back to this idea of like walls that talk, right? Like our walls should tell the story. And now if our walls are telling a story, then we can capture and photograph that story into a Google Slideshow. And so we're doing that and we're publishing it and our hope ultimately is that these are things that will hopefully inspire teachers, learners, families to kind of see some of the projects that our students have been working on um, really focused on highlighting and emphasizing before eyes intellect, inquiry, imagination, and integrity are the four eyes at the Inspired Teaching School that we are trying to make sure we're putting a showcase on those.
1: Is that something that students can also articulate?
2: Yes. Almost every project that the students do at the Inspired Teaching Demonstration School, they can tell you which I or eyes that they're focusing on during that project. They will be able to say, I'm using my imagination here to figure out how to create a roller coaster where my marble can drop from the top and land at the bottom without going off track. Or they can tell you that I'm using inquiry right now to figure out how to create a circle of Pringles. Because there is some physics here that I don't really understand, but I'm going to ask a lot of questions until I can figure it out. There is integrity. Like, as a school, we celebrate the Black Lives Matter Week of Action annually. and we did a, our fourth grade students this year did an entire exploration into book bans. And why are we banning books around the country? Why does my voice not matter? Why does my face not matter in this book? We were featured in Teaching for Change on um, book bans, right? Like we looked around our classroom and books that we were reading and saw a number of the books that we have read in our classroom are now banned. In many classrooms around the country, right? So what are the implications? And that was really getting into integrity. I think every child could tell you, regardless of what they're working on, big or small, big project, small project could tell you which eyes they're focusing on and why and how those connect to their learning. So it seems like
1: that's another thing that's helpful in the in the context of having all of this be part of the culture of the school is sort of having, um, having a shared vocabulary for what you're trying to do.
2: Yes, it has become increasingly important as our staff has grown. Um, we have grown from, I believe we were at 70 going into the pandemic, and we are now at around 110 staff members. And so while we've grown and we're growing rapidly, Even though our student population is not growing, the number of adult resources that we need in the building has changed. And so really making sure that when somebody says imagination, we have a shared understanding. Imagination is not a purple goat, right? Imagination is really imagining how do you solve a complex problem in a way that hasn't been solved before. We're, We're creating learners that are going to go into jobs that we don't know exist. And so how do we prepare them for that? And part of that is really just imagining like, I've got a problem here. There's actually not a solution already identified for this problem. But boy, am I curious to figure that out.
1: If you're curious to learn more about creating a learning showcase, Monisha said she's happy to share learning from the Inspired Teaching Demonstration School, and you can reach out to her at the link in our show notes. But even if you're not quite ready to do a whole school event this year, what might be possible if you set up just one talking wall in your classroom? What shared language central to your school would show up there? How can you ensure student voice is at the heart of the display? Not sure? Ask them. See what new connections you can make this week. Check our show notes for links to this week's resources. Take a virtual tour of the Inspire Teaching Demonstration School. What does this experience you've just heard about look like in practice? Check out this interactive slide presentation to take a trip through a pre-K, fourth grade, and middle school science classroom. Walls that talk. The Inspired Teaching Demonstration School uses this template to guide how they arrange their bulletin boards and displays throughout the school. It offers a window into how they center process in the sharing and elevation of student work. Museum of Me. At this point in the school year, your students have grown in all sorts of ways. What if they created mini museums to showcase that growth? Consider taking a learning showcase approach to this student-centered activity. Calling all DC teachers. It's time to bring back the joy and infuse improvisation into your classroom. If you teach students from pre-K through 12 in the district, you are invited to join us for this enriching, rejuvenating, in-person, DC-exclusive Summer Institute, June 27th through 29th. Participants will leave with new lessons to apply this fall, new peers to learn and grow with, and new inspiration for the year ahead. Registration is free, and all participants get a stipend for participation. Space is limited. Visit our website for more information. You don't have to wait until summer to join us though. Registration for our free April Institute is now open. Join us for an exploration of building student persistence through action. Spring has sprung and so has the desire to get moving. It's time to use that physical energy to your teaching advantage. One of the secrets to student engagement is to make learning a physical process. Students are more likely to stay motivated to learn and persist through an activity when it gets them up and moving and puts them into action. In this institute, we will explore eight different ways to infuse action into the learning process using improvisation, dance, creating with materials, physical games, and more. Active learning isn't just the purview of elementary school. These activities are applicable across all grades and subject areas. Our first session is Monday, April 10th from 3.45 PM to 5 PM. Our second session is Wednesday, April 12th, from 7 p.m. to 8.30 p.m. This program is free. Certificates of completion will be provided for all participants. Registration links are in the written version and in the notes for this episode. Each week, a member of the Inspired Teaching community shares something that's currently piquing their curiosity. Maybe it will spark yours too. This week, we hear from George Miller husband to Michelle Welk, our communications and marketing associate.
3: My name is George Miller. I'm an associate professor of journalism at Temple University in Philadelphia. I'm curious about the male to female K through 12 education gap. I have a toddler, a son, who is my first and only child. I spent a lot of time thinking about who he is and who he will become. As a professor with a doctorate in higher education leadership, I have a good understanding of college students, but I have no real familiarity with K through 12. So when I heard on a podcast the other day that research has shown females achieving higher, better GPAs, more advanced in math and English than their male peers, my interest was piqued. While I believe growing up in a household in which both of his parents are committed to lifelong learning will help my son in his academic pursuits, it made me wonder what should we be doing to ensure his academic development progresses at an appropriate pace? I also wonder, What is the value of the metrics we're using to determine who's ahead and who's behind? Is saying that our education system disadvantages boys because it emphasizes organization, for example, really accurate? Or are boys disadvantaged by an education system that prizes organization because of a society that does not expect it of them? I wanna see my son reach his full potential. What do we need to do to make sure he can?
1: Hooray for Monday is an award-winning weekly publication of Center for Inspired Teaching, an independent nonprofit organization that invests in and supports teachers. Inspired Teaching provides transformative, improvisation-based professional learning for teachers that is 100% engaging intellectually, emotionally, and physically. Our mission is to create radical change in the school experience, away from compliance and toward authentic
3: engagement. Thanks for listening. Have a great week.